Hello, Herd. Disembodied voice guy here, as if you had to ask. I didn't make this month's recording due to a slight scheduling conflict between this gig and writing my memoirs. I've got several thousand years to write about. It's going to take a while. So I figured I'd let you know about the next two episodes. You hear enough of Mike and Pete anyway, right? For February, we will be joined by Sean Faust and Rob Weeks to talk about the television show Firefly. It's a show about a group of people just trying to get by. Thankfully, they're not being chased by an ancient and immortal evil. That probably makes it a lot easier. In March, we'll be talking with David Stewart about Rumble in the Bronx, the movie that made Jackie Chan a household name in the United States. And that's enough for you to get the idea. We're scheduled all the way up to September with movies and guests, so stay tuned and keep watching with us. Now, on to the show. OMG, a goddamn Luke Skywalker astral projection and mom's rebel scum really made me look like an idiot out there on that totally not Hoth planet. You mean they made the First Order look like idiot supreme leader Kylo Ren? Shut your trap, Hux. I am so full of the dark side right now. Y yes, you're always telling us. Do you want to get force choked or regular choked? How now? This is not the time for one of your episodes. What we need to do right now is find the escaped rebels. That's easy. I have a force connection with Ray, who's with them. We'll just give her a call. Why didn't you tell me this in the first place? Contact her! Giving me orders? Don't forget who's in charge here. Me. me. <laughs> we'll work on that later. Kylo to Ray. Kylo to Ray. Come in, Ray. You've reached the Force Connect hotline. Your call is very important to us. Please wait on the line for the next available connection. Damn it, this is why you should never call at lunchtime. And how may I direct your call, Mr... Ren. Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. Oh, oh, Han Solo's kid? He used to be such a dreamboat way, way back when. How's your old man these days? I don't have time to get into it. And I already told you who I'm looking for. Ray. Okay, okay, does this Ray have a last name then? Well, I thought it was Skywalker, but now I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, yeah, uh-huh, calling for Ray with no last name. Mm-hmm. I'll do my best, Solo Jr. It's Kylo Ren, Dark Lord of the Sith. <clears throat> Ray here. What? Ray? Th this isn't Ray. Yeah, it is my dude. Darth Raymond, Sith Meister extraordinaire. You're not the one I'm trying to reach. I'm looking for a girl named Ray. Average height, dark hair, just like a desert nobad. Oh, well, if you'd have said a little beer gut but great biceps and intoxicated since last weekend, you'd have your man. <clears throat> Woman, sorry. You're a disgrace to the Sith, Darth Raymond. Kylo Ren, out. OMG. Hux, that didn't work. I got some fat dude named Raymond. I am doing my unhappy peck dance right now. I see that. Although if you pulled your pants up any higher, I wouldn't be able to. I'm going to try calling again. This, this time it had better work. Why you're choosing to force call with your shirt off, I have no idea. You've reached the Force Connect hotline. Your call is very important. Yeah, yeah, it's it's me, Kylo Ren again. 
You connected me to the wrong Ray. <laughs> well, no last name. No wonder. Yeah, well, I mean, you could have at least connected me to a woman named Ray. Oh, well, I'm so sorry. Don't stab anyone with your lightsaber or anything. You know, I'm just about angry enough to do that. I could stab three people with this lightsaber at the same time. All right, all right. Calm down, calm down. I'll try to connect you again. Here goes nothing. Darth Maul's seven heads speaking. Oh, Christ, you've got to be kidding me. Who may I ask is calling? The name is Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. Perhaps you've heard of my grandfather, Darth Vader? Nope. Formerly known as Anakin Skywalker? Doesn't ring a bell. Portrayed by Hayden Christensen? Uh-uh. And previously portrayed by Jake Lloyd? Oh, the dumbass kid. Yes, yeah, so you'd better just watch out because now you know who you're missing with. Some dumbass kid's grandson who sounds like a real pain in the arse and probably can't act worth a damn either. Just one moment, please. Well, I take it that that one didn't go well either, seeing as how you just used the Force to crash two Star Destroyers together. Sith happens. How original. I suggest you give it just one more try, Supreme Leader. You've reached the Force Connect hotline. Your call is... Oh, wait a minute. I recognize this number. Hey there, Benny boy. It's Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, and my rage is like the furious wrath of a black hole right now. Oh, it sounds like someone keeps striking out with that Ray girl. Well, maybe if you put me in touch with her instead of some slob and a severed head. All right, all right. I'll do my very best for you, kid. Here goes third time's the charm. Hello? I can already tell that this isn't... Psych! This is Darth Plagueis answering service. I can't come to the Force right now for whatever reason, so please leave a message after the wrap. O-M-G. My name's Plagueis, and I'm here to say I'm a Dark Lord of the Sith, and I'm here to stay. You see, I figured out the secrets of life and death, but I ain't telling you, so just save your breath. Fuck this. Hux, let's just build another super weapon and destroy planets until we kill the rebels. I don't like that plan. I love it! I taught Palpatine, who was ugly and mean, and it became a meme when they said Snoke was me, not those wrinkled freaks are all decrepit and weak. Darth Plagueis is the best, and I'll leave a message at the... It's Sacred Cows Tonight! With your hosts, Mike and Pete. Featuring disembodied voice guy... With special guests, Adam Bash, Michaela Ray, Tim Lanning, and Jennifer Cheek. Featuring the Sacred Cows Tonight Band. And now welcome your hosts, Mike and Pete. Welcome to Sacred Cows Tonight. I'm Mike. I'm Pete. And today we're here to talk with you about Star Wars, The Last Jedi. And with us are special guests, Adam Bash. Hi. We've got Ray from the internet. I'm still there, constantly. Hey. We've got Tim Lanning. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Seriously, I, I love it here. And finally, Jennifer Cheek. Hey, everyone. You are our wonderful panel of perfect people to talk about The Last Jedi. But before we do that, uh, let's talk about 
things that you want to talk about, what show your shows or, or other things you want to promote um, from the internet. So let's start in, in backwards order. Um, Jennifer, what do you want to promote on today's show? So, well, you, I, I am on a podcast called Drunks and Dragons, um, oh, yeah. and, and you should definitely listen to it. It's a D&D 5e podcast, real play podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I am occasionally on a show called Cast of Thrones about Game of Thrones, which there's been no Game of Thrones in quite a while, but sometimes mm-hmm. we talk about other TV shows. And, and you can find me on Twitter.com at Jennifer Cheek, where I mostly yell about anime. Mm-hmm. Tim, what would you like to promote today? Uh, I too am on the Drunks and Dragons. If you enjoy D and D or just fun stories, start at probably episode one fifty six. Get in there; it's good. Uh, I guess I will just promote the Geekly Inc. Twitch channel because we do lots of fun stuff there. If you like a video game from now and again, or if you like many of the podcasts uh, of, of which members are here tonight, uh, Twitch.tv/Geekly Inc. Uh, you know, it's 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 what the teens do nowadays. If you want to watch Tim play Farming Simulator, mm-hmm. then that's where you can watch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it, wish it, I was there right now. Yeah, yeah, we all want to be there right now. Uh, or just follow <laughs> me on the, the Twitter at Tim Lanning. That's probably the best place because I'm very inconsistent. Uh, depression's real, so you know every day you try to be better, but it's just hard. No matter it's how so hard, cold. No matter how hard the depression hits, he's gonna be on Twitter.com. I'm gonna be on Twitter.com, and the more depressed I am, with the, the more I yeah, the more depressed I am, the more on Twitter I am. So let's connect. Well, Tim, thank you for your uh, interesting health message. I guess. <laughs> You're 2018, go to therapy. Everybody. 2018, we're going to therapy. <laughs> we can't go any further with that. That's copyright there. All right. So, um, Ray, what would you like to promote? Oh, goodness. Uh, my own health, my own wellness, <laughs> my mental state of being, and my job. Uh, no, I, uh, I do. Some days I spend all day on Twitter uh, tweeting nonsense uh, at MR and Ladylike. I'm, I really am trying to live that Michelle Obama life. Uh, no. <laughs> I record... Um, for a couple of podcasts that haven't quite super been released, um, but the one that's coming out the soonest is Idiot's a Supernatural Fancast, which is about this garbage so supernatural that uh, I love and hate so much. Um, and that's we're that on sounds... Twitter right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell what's the handle, yo? At Idiot's Fancast, I'm pretty sure. Confirmed. It is in fact at Idiot's Fan. I D J I T S probably. <laughs> all right get out there and follow that so you can get that hot supernatural news mm-hmm. maybe maybe Most <laughs> whenever it comes out eventually if, or not you know yeah <laughs> all right and adam what would you like to promote today um world peace um just bridge building i guess really more than anything Our crumbling it's changed the world real problem. It? Yeah, he doesn't mean like actual, like metaphysical, spiritual. No, he means like, real bridges. Yeah. No, I mean, l- listen, bridges <laughs> in this country are in disrepair. It's Adam true. hates rivers. <laughs> <laughs> if there is, if if there is a mile of river that is not uh, faced with a bridge, I feel that's a mile too many. Um, so more bridges. That's my. So you're saying if you can see a river, yeah. there hasn't been enough bridges built over it. But right, Adam, what about right. all of okay. the, the, the all jobs w- that are, are gained by having ferries instead of bridges? Ooh, Listen, that's a good point. Um, what about all of the jobs in the bridge building industry? You haven't thought about that. Yeah. That's very true. There are no innocent contractors in the bridge building industry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
no, okay, so I do a couple of podcasts. Uh, I do a podcast called Brute Force, which is, you know, a lot of people say it's the, the realest play uh, <laughs> podcast out there. Um, so true. But we play, we play Fate, and it's a goofy-ass show, uh, also on the Geekly Inc. network. Uh, and then I do another podcast that is a sci-fi uh, audio fiction narrative podcast called Sayer that I just finished up the fourth season of and fifth season Kickstarter coming to you within the next couple weeks sometime. I don't know. Watch my Twitter. Nice. At The Adam Bash. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, with all of this promotional out of the way, the way that we're going to run this today is uh, if you've listened to any of our other Star Wars uh podcasts we always talk about our first experience with star wars as a franchise so uh, you should go back and listen to mike and pete's first experience in the previous uh if you haven't but today our guests are going to start with that so who volunteers to talk about their very first experience with star wars and what's it mean to them so i was introduced to star wars by my parents when i was i think in fifth grade um, and I have to say, when I first watched it, it honestly changed my life. I was completely, completely obsessed with it. I remember watching all the whole trilogy over the weekend, and I came back to school and was like telling my teachers all about it. Like, I watched the entire <laughs> Star Wars trilogy over the weekend, and I have probably talked about this on other podcasts, but I always joke, and also it's 100% real, that Han Solo was like my sexual awakening. Like, I remember seeing him and being like, oh, I get why people want to kiss people now. Nice. <laughs> so I, because it was, my parents showed me Star Wars and also the Indiana Jones movie. So I was like completely, completely in love with Harrison Ford. Jennifer, we're going to sit you down and make you horny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, and, and actually, <laughs> for my time hop, so last year when I went home for Christmas, we were re-watching the Star Wars movie with that family. And I'm like, man, this is like bringing back really awkward feelings of like getting like, because watching the like Han Solo scenes and he's like so sexy. He's like, this is like too uncomfortable, like right beside my parents and I'm being taken it's right like back to middle school. watching your porn with your family. Yeah, it was real weird. Um, but no, I, I have been a Star Wars fan for a very long time. I was like, when I was in high school, I was a cheerleader, but like also a big nerd. So like, I have like memories of me being like out by the pool in a bikini, like reading a Star Wars like extended universe novel. So that was, <laughs> that was like my my deal so i i love star wars a lot um yeah that's my general background with it uh who volunteers to go next okay i will actually i will actually go this time uh i watched um i watched return of the jedi first that was the first uh star wars movie i watched um because like it came out like i was alive when that one came out um i was too young to have seen it uh but i watched it i think on hbo when i was like five or six years old um and it was the most kid friendly because I mean you got all the Ewoks yeah. like there's a lot of there's a lot of kid hook in there uh, and so then I, after that um, like my dad was like passingly into uh, Star Wars and so he got uh, me kind of hooked on it and I watched uh, the rest of them in the next couple of years after that and then um, you know I got into uh, a little bit more of it with uh, video games actually because like. Games like the original X-Wing game and uh, Rubs, like Rebel uh, yeah, Assault yeah, yeah. and stuff like that uh, were were really uh, cool games. And then there was like the ones where you like actually get to be a Jedi and like Dark Forces and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I got into uh, that for a while. And then th when I was in high school, they re-released all of them into the movie theaters again. Uh, and so that was a big thing. Like every 
you know year you just go to the movie theater and get to watch another uh re-release of the star wars uh there and then you know hey then the prequels happened and, um, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> what can you say about that all right so yeah tim or ray who wants to go next i had a, a experience very very similar to jennifer's actually um <laughs> I was, I think I was like 11 maybe, and I remember going, walking into uh, the Walmart, because that's what we have in my one stoplight town, um, <laughs> and seeing like a DVD box set of the original trilogy, and fucking being the the most extra as fuck child um, <laughs> in the middle of the DVD section, and just telling my mother that we had to get these because dad has been screaming about them and we don't have them. We only have them on VHS. <laughs> what the fuck? I can't watch it on your TV. So anywho, <laughs> we had to get, because theirs was the only one that had a VHS. So, uh, so she went ahead, bought those cause tantrums work and, mm-hmm. uh, brought them back and I chugged through them immediately. I don't know that I was sexually awakened by Han, but it was either Han or Leia. It was one of the two. Fair Cannot enough. confirm. Yeah. yeah. It was, I wanted, I wanted to, be Leia. I wanted to be Han. I wanted to be all of them. It was very fun. Um, and I grew up on a farm. So anything that was not farm related, that was space, which I consider to be the opposite of farm related, uh, was really exciting <laughs> to I me. I think that's true. I think that is we're, true. We're, yeah. Luke was a moisture farmer. Yeah, I was just so going to say, are you farming moisture? Oh, I sped yeah. through that part. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Confirmed. I identified so hard. I know. Look, I'd been there. I'd bought droids. Like, I didn't want to see that part, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so you, you got it because your dad was like, this shit rules. And then all of a sudden you ran and later just like, mom, I'm extremely into this right now. I haven't seen it, but we yeah. are not leaving the store we have in the our Walmart. town. Which <laughs> the wa- closed the one all Walmart. of our family's businesses <laughs> until we leave. Yeah, no, it's impossible to shop small unless you like steal vegetables from another person's <laughs> uh, in my hometown. Uh, but yeah, no, my, my dad loved that fucking series. Uh. And I, he had, he was like that 80s style nerd where he was really into mm. references and fucking like badass, like 80s movies shit. Um, and I decided at a very young age that I was just going to grow up to be my father. Because um, <laughs> I don't know, my mom had a desk job. Fuck that. So anywho, <laughs> I wanted to be my dad and I wanted to piss off my mom. So that's my worst experience. That's the reason we do anything. Yeah. So yes. it's, all good. it's like Oedipus, but backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, it all comes down to you now for your your first uh, Star Wars experience. Well, you didn't have to say it that way. That's very stressful. <laughs> uh, uh, Tim, no I, pressure. Uh, Star Wars talk. <laughs> oh man! Uh, much like most people, um, I had uh, uh, an older sibling or two who um, who knows uh, liked it. <laughs> I, I'm ten years younger than my brother, and I, I was into whatever my brother liked. Uh, many different things that were passed down from him to me. Uh, more than just clothes, for sure. One of them was Star Wars. I uh, just like Adam. I think I saw I saw Return of the Jedi first. I think I maybe saw my brother have a poster or something like that. He was pretty punk and a bad boy. He smoked cigarettes and got kicked out of school. But uh, uh, the original Kylo Ren, if you will. Uh, so I was probably like at the library, which for those of you who are younger. Uh, listening. It's basically a place that you go to that has books and VHS copies of movies. Yeah, and they're uh, free. And they're free. Yeah, <laughs> you, just, you just have to live in that town. So I went to the library and we, we, we did Return of the Jedi and from then on, yeah, definitely hooked. Uh, my brother eventually realized I was super into Return of the Jedi. I think I probably watched Return of the Jedi in A New Hope like eight times 
before I ever saw Empire. And he's like, what are you doing? Now that's nuts. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, no, wow. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's true. I, who knows? Kids, I'm a liar. Kids are liars. So memory is deceitful. <laughs> uh, and just going from there, uh, you know, definitely playing Star Wars uh, on the schoolyard. And then since they released the, the original trilogy, um, that made everything in the zeitgeist again. I remember specifically buying a, a heck ton of the star wars action figures but since they were uh in vogue at that time i traded all of mine for my friend's huge lot of gi joe figures oh my goodness Aww. which was which which actually was a much better trade because <laughs> I, true. I could buy all that gi joe uh, all the star wars stuff very cheaply they're everywhere whatever he had like primo gi joe stuff and I got more G.I. Joe stuff because it was old. But uh, I, I, I was obsessed with the, the, the ships. I played. I didn't play X-Wing. I played X-Wing at my cousin's house for like a second and lost my mind. But didn't really get really horny for it until I played Rogue Squadron for the Nintendo 64. And that just like threw me down another hole because the very first time I learned to actually enjoy reading was reading the 8th. Star Wars Rogue Squadron book. I think it's called Izzard's Revenge. Um, <laughs> Izzard's Revenge. I've read that yeah. series. There's like 10 or 12 of them. Yeah. Well, so many rogues. Yusain Izzard comes back. You know, they get Coruscant and then I think they lose it again and then they get it again and they have these weird spooky monsters that, that cut people. Uh, it was... Pr- I, I want to go back and read them. I'm sure it, it, they were not amazing but the main thing is wedge was there and i loved it and then when the the, you know prequels came out and stuff like that it was like all all i ever wanted to talk about did you guys ever spend time on the like star wars extended universe website Mm -hmm. oh man because my you mean wikipedia yes well i guess yeah i guess it was wikipedia (laughs) so so because my shitty library near me like didn't have all the extended universe books so there'd be like you'd have the second one in a series not the first one so like i kind of gave up after a while was just like all up in the Wikipedia yeah. reading stuff. So, like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I have a lot of, like, the lore, but I haven't read so many. I read a lot of the Thrawn trilogy, yeah. but not so much of the other stuff, but, like, I know things. Like, I know about, what's the the guy who, like, kidnapped Leia and when his pheromones? Caesar. Were... Yes. <laughs> like, I know all about that. Caesar, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad all that stuff's not canon anymore. I wonder if they had to, like, Take the knife to that Wikipedia site. Oh, well, they, yeah, they, like, it's called Legends now. There's oh, that's the section bullshit. that Footnoted is Legends. Out, yeah, because uh, some of it's being brought back. Oh, I thought you. But is it still called Wikipedia? Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fine. I thought you were saying the website was called Legends. I'm like, oh, that's that's fucked Fuck up. That. They actually no. There's a separate section <laughs> in Wikipedia for Legends and, and like new nice. canon stuff. No, I'm okay yeah, with that. Sure. Yeah, because like they brought Thrawn back. Yeah, officially. Uh, Timothy mm. Zahn wrote a new book called Thrawn, I believe, too, and he was the guy who wrote the original nice. Thrawn trilogy. Bless Just that, to insert him into canon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but huge Star Wars nerd. Um, I, I it, was, it, it was never my number one fandom, but it was my most consistent fandom. And it, you know, it was it was my first, I would say. And it was always back there and it was always very important. Awesome. You always remember your first. That's yeah. true. Actually, Mike, I was just about to say uh, I'm glad we don't have to tell about ours because I think every time I think about this, I have a different first Star Wars memory, so I just can't keep them straight. Who knows what the truth is? These memories were implanted in my brain inexpertly, so. <laughs> like the Matrix. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. 
I, I'm just sitting here staring at my my uh, Star Wars um, source books for the old uh, West End games, Star Wars, as as we're oh, talking nice. about the extended universe and uh-huh. and shedding a single tear. So, mm. yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those are very good stories, guys. I'm really really pleased that you shared, and now I know so much more about you. <laughs> so, the way we're going to start this is the way we always start this. Uh, we need the 30,000-foot view of the movie, a plot summary um, that just kind of goes through things in, in a short amount of time. Our guests are, always have the first crack at that, so uh, Adam, Tim, Ray, or Jennifer, do one of you want to summarize I did a really movie? bad job of this when we did The Matrix, so I feel like I shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, you're exempt, maybe, <laughs> since you did this last time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and I was so terrible at it that I should... Yeah, you can tap yourself up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> A group of criminals ran away from the government, and the government was tailing them, much like the O.J. Bronco scene. Oh, my gosh. They had them wherever <laughs> so they wanted. And then the And then the criminals decided to go to Salt Town, and then the, the government was like, I'm going to find you there. But meanwhile, the other criminals were like, I'm going to make you fall in love again with space magic. And then another criminal was going, I'm going to make you realize that the, the criminals are actually bad criminals and the government is also criminals and wow. they go back and uh then uh, a ghost shows up and uh they go away i think you need to apologize to me for, no uh, room for, for humor for, for, indeed for making fun of my 30 Jennifer, view the, matrix the matrix was golden and you were a golden goddess <laughs> for doing that <laughs> that was great i don't remember what you said and i don't think i did i make fun of you it was, was, it, was it funny when i make fun of it, you you okay. definitely did and also i was perfect and i have no regrets <laughs> So what Tim said was technically accurate. Uh, I think we can move on from this part. Does anybody have anything better? Otherwise, I guess I could try. I don't see how. I don't really see how you can. Oh, gee. Okay. Uh, So this movie picks up about like 20 minutes after the previous movie, as far as as I know. Um, Oh, yeah. Or like a minute. Yeah. the, the The First Order is chasing the remains of the Resistance off of their base. Um, and they're trying to escape. There's and some that's space the rest battles. of the movie. They're escaping. They're escaping. And basically, Leia gets hurt. Uh, Ray is off training with Luke, or thinks she's going to be training with Luke. And uh, she doesn't really train with Luke. She just kind of hangs out and pisses him off and, and then leaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on, on the other side of the coin, we've got, uh, let's see, the Rebels are just sort of running away. It's a chase movie for, like Tim said, for... Um, Mm-hmm. I don't know, most of the movie. And uh, there's some casino action that uh, doesn't really amount to a hill of anything. Okay, I can't really do this. This is hard. A hill of, of space beans. Yeah, how, yeah. Do you, how, do you, how are you, you going to give the synopsis without any, uh, you know, without hinting about the, val- the validity of any of these scenes? Fuck it. Let's just go into the, <laughs> into the, the, the massive <laughs> yeah. spoilers. Tim, Tim's version was, was right. It's good. <laughs> good. Good job, Tim. Yeah. You win. Don't be a criminal. Don't be a criminal and don't run away. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Always follow the law. Yeah, but definitely also do be a criminal. Oh, you should definitely steal law. whatever those big animals were, and you should park your ship wherever you want. What were they called? Fox ears? I don't remember. Something I like them though. Yeah, they're cute. Okay, so sparkle foxes. And now <laughs> we're at the section where we're going to absolutely spoil the hell out of the movie. Um, I guess we were a minute ago too, but we didn't really do a good job. So if you haven't <laughs> seen the movie yet. Go see the movie, and then come back yeah. and listen to this. If you don't care about seeing the movie, well, you've been warned, so... I don't know how you've been on the internet and not been spoiled anyway, yeah. so... Some people yeah, you can't recently. be a person and not have heard about yeah. this. Yeah. 
because we're recording this on January 6th. And yeah, I, I feel like I saw people that just saw it like two days ago. Maniacs. Maniacs. Oh, so, man. so terrifying. It's been the Late number coming, one yeah. movie in America for four weeks, three weeks, however long it's been out. So It's a good family Number two movie. this weekend. Wow. Oh, damn. Highly anticipated Lord. movie. Dropped off. Jumanji. Jumanji. We should be doing a Jumanji oh, talk oh, right now. Oh, my goodness. Jumanji's number oh. one right now. <laughs> I have a she movie does. pass, so if I might only. go see Jumanji by myself. <laughs> nice it's got Dwayne the Rock Johnson. the best Johnson, way to see a movie, you know? if you ask me. Yeah. Can't go wrong. I, I'd like to just start and say I think that this is a movie about failure because I think everybody who's trying to do something, including the First Order, absolutely fails during this movie. Yes. Yes. Does anybody have <laughs> want to talk about that? <laughs> that's a good point. That's what that's what makes it not Empire Strikes Back 2 in that all parties are just kind of dropping the ball uh, consistently, I guess you could say. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, maybe a broader way of saying it is it's a movie about hope, you know. It, it's a hope about if you mess up, uh, uh, there's hope that you can redeem yourself. There's hope that you won't mess up again. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're totally right. Failure is such a core tenet of what this movie is about. I, I think it's also a movie about subverted expectations. Like the things that you think are going to happen are not what happens. Jesus, that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Which is, I think, why people, some people hate it so much. Yeah, I think that's sort of a, the meta upper layer of it is like... It, it's we're in such a very 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 strange time right now where all movies are made by disney and they're all pretty <laughs> good and but they're not all like all they're very good movies but we, we don't really get that many good films yes i would say that the force awakens is one of the best like blockbuster feel good this is the fucking way to make a dollar movie in, in all positive ways no shade at all uh, but I think that, you know, this is such a different take on this Disney Disneyification of how to make a billion dollars with your franchises that, you know, subverting what you think and maybe taking chances and failing. It, I think all of those sort of weirdly weave into what the, the movie's about without having anything to do with laser beams. That was very eloquently put. I agree. Wow. Yeah. What else is there to say? Damn. To the verdict. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, guys. I mean, a good way to do it, but let's talk about some individual scenes so or uh, individual things that you thought were uh, important, stuck out. So, um, Adam or Ray, um, would one of you want to start with uh, something that you thought was uh, important and, and to talk about? I mean, should we jump right into Kylo Ren's massive, massively wide chest? <laughs> And his, like, beautiful cummerbund. No time like the present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's I go. Mean, that wasn't a cummerbund. That was, like, a sternum bun. I don't know. No, I think right he was going there. very formal, and he just kept his cummerbund on. I think he likes uh, to wear nothing his... Nothing but cummerbunds all the way he up. He likes to wear his uh, yoga pants. Like, I like to wear my yoga pants. Like, really Ooh, pulled yeah. up really yeah. high. Control to top pantyhose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got his spanks on. It's a, it, it, it's a galaxy far, far away. It's different things. You guys are being very close-minded. I, I, I said I wear them like that. <laughs> I am Xenocentric. So this leads into this leads into an interesting interesting discussion about uh, space FaceTime, otherwise known as Force Time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is uh, it, does does Force Time work for you guys? Like like there were a handful of new Force powers introed in the movie that. Uh, that's it's true. an understatement you know, it's true, there's it's a lot of about, force it's, shit <laughs> it's true about most star wars movies they do new shit mm-hmm. kind of all the time yeah um 
But there was some real new shit going on here. So, yeah. like, what did you guys think about Force Time? I, I feel like Force Time might just be a different visual representation of things we've already seen before. Because, I mean, Jedi communicate with each other from across the galaxy or from across, you know, distances in space all the time. Back in George Lucas's day, this was signified by a screen wipe yeah. and then a screen <laughs> wipe back. <laughs> Uh, we've got a little more technology or just different people envisioning these things at this time. So I'm not so sure that that's like a huge revolution. Right. I think that they are kind of, it's sort of like the, a disaster movie, a Roland Emmerich movie where the nature is on the fritz. Uh, one could argue that the force, while not technically on a fritz is, is acting Mm -hmm. peculiarly like Mm. uh i can't say that word so fix that peculiarly uh peculiarly the way they're acting the forces peculiar in my opinion like are you almost saying it's kind of like when um like the power peculiar the forces (laughs) yes okay that's why that's why they did it that's why they did it Uh, yes so i think so much of what? Like almost, it's like surging or something, like Ma- in a weird yeah, way? like an Uber. Like, yeah, uh, it's, it's it's. I was thinking more like electricity, <laughs> like you know, your lights like. Oh, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I totally agree. I think it's just a slight n- uh, uh, cranking of the knob on what you know Luke did, feeling out uh, Leia and Cole right. being in trouble on Dagobah. I... Uh, but but yes, it, it worked for me. Yeah. Okay, so but but speaking about knob cranking, um, <laughs> Snoke. <laughs> Shows of all moments when Kylo was shirtless to connect him and Ray together. Like this was Snoke connecting them together with the Force and choosing to do this in specific moments. <laughs> well, so, like, uh, what's so... the deal there? He's a voyeur. He's nasty. I feel like he's more. That's how the like, I got bugged out. Butthead, where he's just sitting there like. <laughs> Well, well, that brings up a good point. Was it Snoke doing it? Uh, I go back and forth. Because, uh, well, I think Snoke started it, but they do it after Snoke. And we're in spoilers. It's right? like once he once he like initially makes the connection, they can keep making yeah, the connection. Yeah, yeah. Snoke yeah. works for the cable company. Does, he shows does he up. Just, <laughs> he just like gotcha. facilitates it, right? I because guess. they do it after he's dead. Well, yes. afterwards, and I think they're just stealing cable. I mean, you know. <laughs> okay, there you go. Oh, okay, man. <laughs> yeah. Or subscription is... ended, but <laughs> they haven't yeah. come up yet. So, uh, yeah, Snoke's a big perv and he likes it. <laughs> yeah. I I also like for me I think that's I was I was talking to some friends about this who were more skeptical of several things in uh, the Last Jedi. Star Wars gets a lot of leeway for me because it's not sci-fi; it's fantasy set in space. Mm. So like most things, it's just like uh, it's a it's a magic, it's yeah. a force magic. And I'm like, yeah. all right, sending sure. ritual. Yeah. yeah, like when okay. when people were complaining about very small things, like we have we have a friend that was basically like, oh, that didn't make sense. Why didn't they talk about this? I want to talk about this. I'm like, buddy. I got this invention that you're gonna ex- you'll be real excited about. It's called a book. Now, <laughs> in books, they go pretty fucking deep on on things. They they have a lot of pages to fill. Movies sometimes just kind of like convey multiple thoughts and ideas with just a, a look of a character's eye or or a giant che- uh, a chest or something like that. They don't do the like anime like I'm going to explain <laughs> oh, to yeah, right yeah, now yeah. what is going on. It's this called a book all, or it's all called, according to plan. Yeah, Kikaku. yeah, it's 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 a book or it's an anime. You either want to go to Wikipedia. So yeah, you have your well, choice. Well, I think there. people people don't get that. Um, I mean, there's a lot of the funny thing is that a lot of people that had that reaction are are having. Um, they're giving the example that those kind of things were assumed with the previous um, Star, well, the original trilogy. Um, but like when you look at, you actually look at the movies, like for example, Snoke. 
like everybody's like, oh, we didn't learn anything about Snoke. Uh, we don't know anything about Snoke. We thought that we were going to, you know, learn about Snoke. And the whole internet was like, who is Snoke? Why is he important? We're going to get that backstory and stuff like that. And you're like, look at, I don't know, the original trilogy. Who is the emperor? Yeah, yeah no. exactly. How, how is that exactly. important? Doesn't matter. Um, you know, basically the emperor. So we're going to have really to wait to the sequel. We're gonna have to wait to the sequel prequels. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Like that. I'm so excited. My yeah, cousin that I was talking about when he told me that the emperor was like a clone and he died several times, I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was cool, but it you was said, like, you said shut the heck up. Though, shut uh, shut the Lord. Young, it, shut Christian. the six thousand year old Earth up. <laughs> no, but I think. So, so my point is, I think that the um, the people that are complaining about like not knowing about the backstory and nothing is explained and things like that are the same people who were basically super into the lore and getting into those mm -hmm. books and things like that in yeah. the original trilogy and are mistakenly confusing their knowledge mm. of that backstory um, yes. with yeah. yeah i, I mean where things. was where was the time where was the time in this movie of a very long fucking movie where was the yes. time in this movie <laughs> to talk about snoke's backstory like it did it, there was no there was no room for it yeah like you know that's what the prequels tried to do lore dropping all over the place and, they and it ruined the movie. <laughs> yeah th uh, there's a popular um movie podcast that i i like um is that weird to say what are you uh, saying uh, tim tim what are you saying <laughs> I, was, I didn't think about <laughs> that until i just said it like wow. it was a popular one it's oh. called uh oh. yeah we're prestige podcast it's called so it's fine sacred cows uh no but, uh how about this there's a person on the internet that i like a lot named jeff canada uh oh, he's and good. he yeah he described um uh of i don't remember what the context was but a long time ago basically being like what you are talking about is lore, and lore sucks. Lore is not story. Story is good. Lore sucks. If you... Lore is like interesting for what it is, right, not but for storytelling. Exactly. But if a movie is trying to hang its hat on giving you lore, it's kind of one of the uh, critiques I give to podcasts uh, that are D&D podcasts. No one gives a shit about your lore, necessarily. It's like, it's all the in-between stuff. Lore in the background is good, but don't spend the time to give lore. Yeah, lore for the sake of lore. Exactly. Not good. Um, but uh, what do you guys think about, uh, I guess, the 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 initial um, entering into the movie? Well, I guess, let me rewind. Did you guys watch the trailers? I yes. actually did no. not. Nope. I did okay. not watch trailers. Nope. I watched the version of the trailer where they replaced all the lightsaber sounds with Owen Wilson saying "Wow," but okay, you did it right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because what I was going to ask, like, what what was what was the journey lightly like for those of you who did watch the trailers? But now I just want to ask, you know, Michaela about the <laughs> the letdown, wow. the obvious wow. negative experience. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I really thought the, they were taking a new turn with the lightsaber sounds, and they mm -hmm. went really retro, and I didn't know okay. how to feel about that in the theater. <laughs> That's funny. Because uh, uh, the reason why I ask is I felt like the, the this is one of the, the few movies that has uh, trailers that don't spoil the movie. Yeah, mm. they did. They didn't spoil Jack. I didn't really, like, I thought maybe some things were happening one way and then just wait, went the other. I, I agree yeah. with you. All the trailers... All the trailers achieved was getting people upset about the Porgs, which they assumed would be the new Ewoks yeah. in the film. But they're, you know, I'm sure they all watched the movie and realized there was nothing to be upset about. They're, cute. they're perfect. They're they perfect. Just little delicious animals. Do you, you all know where they came from, right? Why, what caused mm -hmm. them to? Yeah, yeah the puffins. But maybe you should tell it for the listeners. Please at home. explain. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, when they were filming on that island, there were lots of puffin penguins, and um, in order to save money to use it for other kinds of shots uh, that would be more expensive, uh, instead of digitally taking the puffins out, they just matted over the puffins with these digital uh, Porg characters so that, you know, it was cheaper than, than taking them out and redoing all that stuff. So really long story short, you got Porgs because puffins exist in real life. That's awesome. So if and you hate found Porgs, fun you ways to puffins, you're yeah. a monster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, what if we make a million dollars off of merchandise on this? Like, all right. We're going buddy. to. We're, we're going to do <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so, we won't so be listen, what if we sell toys. penguins again? <laughs> <laughs> you know, penguins, they suck. It, it's I also, heard that I heard that story, but it like it's so weird to me that that's the that is the world that we live in, where it is somehow cheaper to digitally alter existing mm-hmm. animals into these weird little creature animals yeah. than just get rid of them. Because like I do a lot of podcast editing, and I feel like if every time I said um, I wanted to replace it with that boy sound effect, <laughs> that would be harder. Just take a little bit yeah. more time than just yeah. silencing the track. You know what I mean? I definitely don't buy that it was cheaper. I think it was maybe a, a more clever trick, and maybe yeah. the fear was in the background. We're talking about porgs a lot, but yeah, what's Good the problem point. with that? <laughs> we also porch. did a whole skit on Borgs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, maybe <laughs> maybe they were want. maybe Tim, you're right. Maybe they were afraid just the shots would look like crap when they cleaned them up versus just like yeah. painting over it. I think this is a, a hard movie to talk about by just picking out which Scenes? weird animal we like the best. But we're doing a decent job. Oh no, I I, yeah. I, I, yeah, really? I mean crystal foxes. Oh yeah, and now we have the crystal foxes. Those are actually the best ones. Yeah, though, those are so cute. Just straight out of fucking Final Fantasy. All right, yeah. Yeah. Final yeah. Fantasy summon up in my Star Wars. That's yeah. what I love. Give me yeah. some espers. So maybe yes. instead of talking about Ooh. scenes, let's talk about characters because the biggest criticism that people have are, oh, that's not my Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> I literally I went over to one of my coworkers who like also like Star Wars and. Asked him about it and that's exactly what his thing was and i'm like man yeah. you guys i do love that luke uh, mark hamill said like luke wouldn't do that that's not what the jedi are about it's like wait a hundred percent of the jedis that we know that are over there at the age of 33 go hide in the woods so yeah <laughs> right mm-hmm. <laughs> this is exactly what jedi yeah do. this is all we really know they do they 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 fail yeah. they kill younglings they hide. yeah and they, then they hide it. I'm going to hit you with a hot take. Hot take number one, I don't like Luke Skywalker. Never have. Damn! This Luke Skywalker, I appreciate. I like this Luke Skywalker. Yes. I've never liked it's just historical what my, Luke Just what my Luke wife Skywalker. said. She's like, finally, I'm actually excited to see Luke Skywalker what? instead of hearing about the damn Tashi station again <laughs> or whatever, you know? When Luke is a hot goth in Return of the Jedi, <laughs> oh, mwah, chef Mama. kiss is wonderful. Okay, Adam, let's, let's hear your, your gripes <laughs> about previous trilogy Luke versus what you like about this Luke. No, okay, so Luke Luke is just boring. He's he's been the most he's like consistently the most boring character in the original series. And it's like it's obviously the 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 like the audience supplant character. It's the he is supposed to be embodying our eyes into this universe and hey, you've been gifted all of these powers and all of these abilities and you don't have to train for more than 2 days in the swamp and boom, you're this, <laughs> you know, superstar. And like I understand that this uh, this is probably all gonna, all gonna come back to me when I talk about how much I like Ray, who is essentially the same character. Uh, <laughs> but I, it just it just never it just never sat well with me. Like he was just so disinteresting and seemingly disinterested in his own story throughout <laughs> like three movies. But yeah. like now he's got 
uh, I felt like, uh, to a certain degree, before he changed his entire mind about the whole thing, a better understanding of, like, what, like, a true religious view of the Force would be, which is mm-hmm. kind of a more of a Buddhist approach mm-hmm. of not engaging and disengaging and, and just letting things be. Um, and then he fucks that up, too. But, um <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. It's like he's never been an interesting character. (laughs) Well, see, I like I dig this take of Luke, and it's not because I hated the old take of Luke. I just think that if they kept that going, they ran a real, real risk of like that dude that I was a quarterback in high school, and let me replay my real tape. I think they could have gone down that path, and I'm so glad that they went with old, like sad hippie instead of yes, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. the, The image of Luke Skywalker and the number one brand on this beautiful earth that's bad about to kill a kid (laughs) it's I could not I would never assume that would happen and and the fact that they did this is is baffling and beautiful and amazing (laughs) and it's it's so fucked up and like the the correct way yeah Uh, I don't disagree with anything you guys said but I think I um uh, I think I like him in spite of what you said yeah and his is his original trilogy it took me a long time to come to terms with that particular scene you know being like i was in the same state of mind like wait a second kylo ren's just like a an angsty teen at that point and luke's coming in with a lightsaber really you know but then i think about it it was like (laughs) it's like the it's the same thing i hate to say this from the the prequel trilogy but the younglings (laughs) well no yoda yoda's like "Mm, fear leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to (laughs) suffering you know it's the it's actually following Mm -hmm. that rule that they've set up you know throughout all of star wars is like luke basically you know was scared so he He minority reported yeah he he wasn't wrong but he's the reason that caused the problem you know yeah but he wouldn't. He wouldn't fight the emperor. He wouldn't kill Vader at the end of Jedi. Like that didn't. That didn't mesh to me either. Like mm-hmm. the the idea that this is this is a character that will not will not murder and will try to see the good in everyone, and then will jump to that stark of a of a conclusion. He's also a, had a, thirty years of, or, well, twenty something years uh, by at that point of stuff in between that we don't yeah. know about. You know, that like, I feel like, like drinking walrus milk. Yeah. Well, one of the, thi- one of the yeah. things that I really like about the, the sequel trilogy is that the character, the, the old trilogy characters feel weathered. And like when you see mm. Han in, in Force Awakens, he's weathered. He's been through some shit. When you see um, Leia, I, people were like, oh, man, her voice really takes me out of it and whatever. You know, like, no, no, no. This is a woman who has been through war, war, war for like her entire life. That voice yeah. that, you know. It's literally the same actress. That, that's crazy to me. That's a, as, that is a weird thing to, like, get upset about. I was like, this is literally the same woman. It should be. This How is dare what, she yeah. get old? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh, fuck How up. dare she? Yeah. Her, her voice that. should be hate... hoarse. She should be battered. She has, yeah. you know, she has seen some shit. And, and her real life kind of uh, reflected her character, which I think yeah. she's talked about in, in, yeah. in many interviews. So with Luke, I think it's the, it's the same thing. We don't know the other things that happened that lead him up to this, but, like, I see Luke's um, change there and why I became more um, accepting of it. Like, seriously, I think Luke has some mental issues, mental illness maybe, um, on top of being a Jedi that, you know, really changed Mm -hmm. how he uh, approaches things. And he gave into it, you know, and that's kind of where I was coming from with that. 
So in a movie, yeah. in, in a movie that was that was that was, Pete, I think you said it was a movie about failure, right? Uh, we all said that. I, I said, that. said that specifically. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. So, so Mike, you say it's a movie about failure, and I would say that if there was a single character that did not fail in what they wanted to accomplish over the course of this movie, it was Luke. Yes. Like Luke didn't fail. It was the one character yeah. that did not fail. And, and I would say really it's interesting because I, you know, with this new right. trilogy, it's like, oh, it's the new it's the new kids and blah. But really, this movie was about Luke. Yeah. Much, much more yeah. so well, than yeah, the other yeah. new it, characters. And it's important to say because the whole movie is pre, uh, predicated on Luke's biggest failure before yes. the movie started. Right. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like the, the thing that he sets out to do, which he only chooses to do one thing, I guess one could argue, um, that's successful. But the whole, I guess you want, you can even argue this whole trilogy is based off of one oopsie doopsie that Luke did. You know, again, as you said earlier, like we don't know what went down uh, in between um, what Luke was getting into. For all we know, this is... Luke's only mistake. I don't think Shadows of the Empire is canon anymore. Um, nope. So like, nope. Yeah. So that that kind of made sense to me why Luke was the way he was in Return of the Jedi. So now I'm kind of confused because I don't know if Luke ever went to the dark side, but uh, in this current canon. But you know, the, the fact that he had one brief moment of failure and then stopped, but it was too late, is just such a it just shows you so much of like what he, that Ryan Johnson and everyone else involved was trying to do. You guys I'm like sorry, the- I'm, I'm actually I'm trying to look up because who was the I can't remember the guy's name that like Luke like forgave him and he killed like a billion people or something. Oh fuck, it's um, is it it's a uh, like Jason Solo? No, Darth, Darth Vader. Uh, no. <laughs> well, the guy that blew yeah, it's up probably the sun, that one. Right? I've heard of that one. Yeah, I. I'll, I'll think of it later. But anyway, Luke also fucked up in the like extended universe so far yeah. as well. Pretty bad. So. Oh, yeah. Like, Kip Durin. Kip Durin. Kip Durin yeah. That's who it is. Yes. Anytime you're training Jedi, you know, it just takes one bad one to yeah. like, every- basically yeah. undo They're absolutely everything. I, I think that the, the movie was, the movie is called The Last Jedi. And if you really think about it, I mean, uh, for the most part, at least the Ray stuff is is entirely like this is Luke's story through other people's eyes because you know that happens. But mm. let's move on from Luke. Um, except I want to say I still thought his fight with um, Kylo Ren was pretty badass. Oh mm-hmm. man, it was mm-hmm. it was great. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that was cool. Excellent. Just crying the, like tears. Yeah, I have a feeling that if he was there in person, it probably would have went. Uh, Maybe about the same. I don't know how Luke seemed to be in pretty good condition for a guy his age. So, um. <laughs> did you notice that something was wrong when you saw that he was wielding the old blue lightsaber nope. that we had just seen? Got no, I was yeah, yeah, my wife didn't notice uh, that at all. I didn't even notice He's it the second time after knowing the twist. <laughs> I was like, oh, I did. Right. Uh, the like, thing I'm an I, idiot. <laughs> so you can tell, like, the second time you can tell, like, there is like very subtle effects that are different yeah. between Kylo and Luke in that scene. Like the salt that yep. is falling down, like, a, like it sparkles off of Kylo's lightsaber, and it doesn't. Yeah. Off of Luke's, uh, oh. and yeah. there's just like focus, some subtle tells. Yeah, they focus so much on Kylo's footwork because uh, it's like oh look how good of a swordsman he is he's in this stance he's yeah this powerful he's kicking the salt up everywhere and 
Luke is not disturbing the salt whatsoever. I, nope. Yeah. That that whole scene there is just so visually impressive. Like the mm-hmm. I I like the kind of callback to Hoth, but it's not Hoth and the red underneath. Like, yeah. oh mm-hmm. man, it's yeah. just so good. God. That's, that's why the guy tastes the snow and says, Oh, it's That's salt. actually one that of my one only of winks like winks at the audience. That's one of my only quibbles in the movie. I thought that was goofy as hell. It's like, okay, really? Like we're not quite that stupid. You could have done it in a different way. I think I think I think I think we might be that we like the the I just the who's royal gonna, we who picks it up so we they put, the people of the world <laughs> yeah. who's gonna be stupid. like I'm gonna put snow in my mouth or I'm gonna put dirt in my mouth who would do why would he do that <laughs> this guy I put snow dirt. in my mouth all the damn time like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's not it's smart just pee in it <laughs> he was just curious <laughs> man I would never put my hand to the ground and, and pick something up and, and eat it I would not eat the dirt that's foolish look at yeah, this weird room temperature snow out here hmm. yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> my dog runs around with his face down like a shovel yeah He's Sorry. a dog. <laughs> Was this a dog? Yeah. Yeah, it's dog, a subtle yeah, difference there. Dog, but like, dog, I guess dog. I would have been like, like, maybe show them on the ship going down and been like, oh, don't we need like coats or something? It's like, no, it's actually salt. Blah, blah. Like that would make more sense to me than someone eating Let's dirt. Put it on our fries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He's eating a fucking French fry. He's like, oh. oh, oh. Nice. <laughs> a, this is so there's good. There's a popcorn droid next to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. it's delicious. <laughs> maybe a maybe a porg jumps out of the Millennium Falcon first, and then like strangely enough, they're actually a, a breed of slug. Oh, oh they okay. really die. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, like uh, three no, bird slug. There's yeah. one yeah. Enough. Uh, okay. hut in the uh. resistance, and he goes out <laughs> okay. there. And he has a real bad time. So let's talk about some other some other uh, characters. So Ray, what did she what did she have to do in this movie? I mean. Uh, I think her and Kylo got uh, to know each other pretty well, and they had a pretty awesome fight scene. Let's talk about uh, their fighting was there. so oh, good. That was the best part of the movie. Absolutely, that, that fight with the scene Praetorian is the guards, reason this was, was a PG thirteen. Oh, movie. it was so good. The part where, where Kylo was he, he like bumped his like tushy his tushy out at her to help mm-hmm. her do the kick fight. I was like, yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. so good. It's probably the best fight scene in Star Wars. I I think that might mm. be true actually. Yeah. And see, I was I was a little bummed leaving. I'm like, we got no fucking lightsaber duels. Like, a, it was a Star Wars movie with no lightsaber duels. I mean, if you kind of count Kylo and Luke, maybe you could count it as a lightsaber duel. Yeah. It really wasn't. But that was so much better because it's like, instead of just like two laser swords yeah. going at each other, it's like laser swords and then these like highly trained guards with weapons meant to combat laser mm-hmm. swords. It's yeah. like, yes. it was dope. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yeah. And those They're, weapons were really good. fucking cool too. Yes, yeah. they were. I was. They mm-hmm. had like the nun. They had like nunchucks, like like a uh, sword like, whip. Like, yeah, they had their whole sword deal with the pieces yeah. is dope. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Each one had a personalized weapon yeah. uh, of of mass or of of precision destruction. Yeah, I loved it. And I also like to just think that Snoke is just like chilling in that room at all times with like his whole like creepy like red outfitted guard just like standing. Yeah, there. I mean that's... he's just like eating a sandwich and they're just back there. Yeah, you know? well that's like what early the Emperor was. In, in, that's true. Empire Strikes Back, like he had those. He had his Republic Guard, or whatever they're called, and the Royal Guard, and then he had weird pale people stand behind him, much like <laughs> Snoke did too. Yeah, it's you got to if yeah. you're an Emperor. I like to imagine that when we're not. Listening to that, there's like a you know a '70s funk soundtrack in the background when nobody's in the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He makes him listen to like really bad jazz. <laughs> this is the good stuff. What's with the big bad of the new series getting killed halfway through the second movie, though? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, I thought that was weird, but also good because I thought so- Snoke kind of sucked, and it was like very uninteresting. Like with 
many of the worst parts about the force awakens being more or less star wars new hope uh the fact that they just you know gutted that literally uh i thought that was good like sure i want to know who snoke is i want to know why snoke is but I don't want Snoke really in a movie anymore because he just kind of—he's powerful. That's cool, but you, I don't need another Emperor Palpatine in, in mm-hmm. my Star Tour. He's still—he's still so much focus from Kylo, you know. Yes. Like, like that—that that is, I think, his death makes Kylo a much more interesting character. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. and Kylo is a much more interesting foil than Snoke would be, no matter how much time he spent yeah. on his back. I, I agree. Th- I think some of Kylo's best scenes are because of Snoke, but. You know, best. That's, that's kind of overselling it. I think this cements um, Kylo as a worse villain than Darth Vader. Excuse me. Despite the fact that um, Snoke had said that you're pale in comparison to Darth Vader, this was like a "oh yeah," <laughs> you know, kind of moment. Yeah. And it also, oh yeah. It also shows the um, well, Sith are usually destroyed by their hubris, just like Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also so oftentimes by their apprentices too. Yeah, why would yeah. you? If you're a Sith, how, why would you take apprentice on? You yeah, like, have to. There's the no <laughs> like if you don't have an hundred percent chance of you. Yeah, dead. yeah. I mean, like you know that that's the person that's going to yeah, kill you. Yeah, it's not good odds. Like, <laughs> yeah, some people on the net are arguing whether or not Snoke is a Sith. What, what would you call him if he's not a Sith? It's, yeah, there there is an argument out there saying that I don't even know what, what he would be otherwise. I think yeah. he is, but I also think... What's the definition of Sith, then, if he's not a Sith? Well, there's also the idea that there's, like, Dark Jedi too, but they're not Sith. They're not a Sith? Yeah. Eh. Hmm. But I, I don't think that's what he is. I think he's a Sith. It's, yeah. No. Yeah. Well, it, I guess Andy Serkis will so... be getting another paycheck either way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank God for that. He got a big enough one, I'm sure. And maybe this is, I don't know, sorry, maybe this is getting ahead of our conversation, but now I'm so interested to see what's going to happen in the next movie now that Kylo Ren is, is the big bad. Yeah, the fact and, that and they, everyone's like, oh, it, the, it, you just know Kylo's going to get a fucking redemption arc. And I was like, no, man, he is the bad guy. But, but they, they did a lot of talk in this movie about like like the gray area in between. Yep. So I wonder if they will do something with that. But he's done a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. So I don't know how, I don't know if he can really be redeemed. But he's still grounded. Like, he's not full bad, and he's not going to implode or destroy himself like other Sith because he's technically still got good in mm-hmm. him that keeps bubbling Conflict, up, you know? Yeah. Like, it's keeping him grounded, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's too he's too invested in raising his big chest, like, yeah. you know. Well, I, I thought that was one part that was so interesting about the whole arc of the movie is that this is new beginnings on top of previous failures, so... You know, now Jedi are allowed to fuck and they're allowed to be horny. Because <laughs> right. Rey, when she fights, she's screaming constantly. She's yes, she is doing a lot of like as if she was playing tennis. Yeah. So there's and there's no like <laughs> and there's no like there's not there's nothing in the movie that shows us from you know maybe the way they film it or like any other onlookers. There's nothing that's showing us. Hey, that's not good. Uh, I think what we're supposed to maybe hope believe is that Rey and maybe Kylo and the rest of the galaxy are kind of going into this new sort of gray area, uh, mm-hmm. the force thing where Ray is allowed to have emotion while still being good. But unfortunately, uh, well, uh, uh, Kylo is going to be bad, but also maybe use some good to be like, not to murder everyone who does bad around him, it, which means he could maybe get something done. I don't, I don't really know, but I'm really, really excited to see how they sort of, build from the ground up of whatever the heck 
this new new thing is going to be. What do you guys think of Kylo's offer to Ray? I uh, personally, I'll give you my take. I read that as sort of the classic uh, manipulator relationship where he's mm. totally trying to manipulate her. Like, oh, you're not important. You're not important to anybody but me. Like, I'm the only one who thinks mm-hmm. you matter. Otherwise, everybody doesn't like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think I definitely I definitely read it that way. The first time through, for some reason, I just put some sort of weird, like, sex play into it. Like, it was some I, weird... I, there's yeah, some like weird, weird vibs there, man. Mm-hmm. There totally are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think part of it is because his nipples are trying to escape onto his back or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. It put me in that weird mind frame. But the second time through, I definitely thought that it was a lot more of, like, you'll be my apprentice and then I'll fucking boss you around. And it's a lot more yeah. of, like, a I need to keep you here and under me because that's the only place I trust you to be kind of manipulator it, it, it almost feels like he's like he's curious about her power mm. and it's like a toy yeah. to him yes. is what it seems like to me it's like he just wants to he just wants to control and own this thing mm. uh while he while he makes his own rules for the world yeah i think he definitely has some sort of uh respect for her at, but I, I think you're right adam it might it could totally be from my like this is a very interesting and peculiar thing i need to i need to make sure i have a piece of it i need to put it in my arsenal yeah i definitely don't think it, he was lying about her parents though i think i think, I think that's true i think yeah. the whole yeah. thing about that is true i think it's just mm-hmm. more it's the bad boyfriend kind of thing like you know the whole mm. like abusive situation kind of thing like you know where are you gonna go you know you got nobody you got yeah. you only got me you know he definitely wants to lock that up and make sure that's on his side yeah. though yes. and not the other side yeah. no i was gonna say there's a lot of uh discourse on the net because there's a lot of people who ship uh, uh, Ray and Kylo is called Raylo, Raylo. is their ship name. Ooh. And then there's other people that are like, this is very unhealthy and bad. <laughs> so there's yeah. a lot of drama. All good ships yeah. are unhealthy I per- and bad. Come I'm on. personally not in the Star Wars like shipping fandom. I just look at it from afar and with much fear in my heart. Like, no, thank you. I'm not diving into that. So, yeah. I mean, he literally tortures people. I mean, <laughs> you see that in The Force Awakens. So yeah, I don't know if he's. A good it's also guy. very funny. Because uh, a lot of people also ship Kylo and Hux together, and boy, they have a also very messed up relationship because uh, Kylo is constantly choking Hux at all times. <laughs> I like that one better. <laughs> that one's good. Yeah, I'm a little more pro that. Yeah. Okay, so another thing the internet's very not happy with is the amount of comedy injected into this, uh, <laughs> as well as probably- Yeah, is this part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe here? <laughs> it's what it felt like. But man, there, but there's a lot of goofy stuff in the originals too. So there really yeah, is. Yeah. Like I didn't feel like okay. There were a few jokes that that didn't land with me, but that's to be expected. And it's 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 unfortunate that we are in a place now where like as moviegoers, the expectation is that okay, well, if it's an action movie and it's got comedy, it's trying to be the Avengers. Or now it's right, in space yeah. and it's an action comedy. This is trying to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. It's like these are not the first goofy comedy action movies um there were some bits that that did feel fresh out of space balls but (laughs) like that's not a bad thing like that's there's there's a certain level of self-awareness that uh is okay to make fun of your own uh like your own brand i guess basically which a lot of this was like i mean the whole to me the whole theme of the movie was like I, i i guess the the director trying to trying to put a movie out there that felt in line with the lore of the world, but still kind of saying it's okay not to have to be beholden to all of yeah. this. Yeah. Um, and so th- a lot of the comedy that came out of it was just another way to kind of 
I felt to to kind of undermine the seriousness of all of that weight that was on the shoulders of like everyone in this production, mm-hmm. you know, to basically create right. this thing that has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons that they like opened it up with Poe on hold with Hux, like opened it up with a goof is because they wanted to immediately like tell you, okay, like I know the force awakens was really right up your alley. Cause we basically remade a new hope. And this one, right, yes. this one's what we want to do. This one's for us guys. Like this yeah. one is our story. We're going to do a different story. Yeah. Um, I think it was like almost like a warning shot where it's like, all right, you're going to get a space battle because we like space battles too, but it's not going to be what you're expecting. <laughs> I also think we're coming out of a um, a real like grimdark period with like superhero mm. movies uh. and stuff, which I am personally very tired of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I recently watched Thor Ragnarok <laughs> and fucking loved yeah, it man. because it wasn't that like was a that. great movie. And I, I felt this was refreshing to me in the same way. Like I am happy to not have like Star Wars as the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I really do not begrudge them injecting a little bit of lightheartedness mm-hmm. into what has become just this this um like sacred yes. text for so many people. Right. The way that they're remembering it, you know, it's like you will treat Star Wars with the utmost right. seriousness. Forgetting it's like, like Ewoks go watch, exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go yeah. watch Return of the Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> Seriously, then, like Han saying this conversation is boring, and then whatever. He, yeah, like yeah. I think it's it's totally fine to say the movie was too funny or the jokes were hokey, but because that's I think that there's that truth true. in all of yeah. that. But I think mm-hmm. that there's also something is the kind of the, the most silly up my own ass, up our own collective asses of it's good that it was bad type situation of like yeah man that that's kind of what they were going for to add a little bit of zaniness to it. Like so, let's like, remember. Leia called Han a scruffy looking nerf herder. Yeah, like, they're, right. You know what I mean? Like there's, like if if you're if you're if that is your critique, maybe go just go back and rewatch the old ones right. and, and see if you feel differently. Right. It's like cementing itself into pulp. Weirdly, it's taking itself down from uh, higher art. Maybe I don't really know, but it's 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 okay that it's it's a negative thing sometimes. You know, it always yeah. was pulp. I mean, yeah. Yes. It, and I think the I think the prequels like held the original series to like dramatic reverence to yes. the point of like they, yes. there, there was an absolute worship of, of the stories that came before that would come later. And much to its you know, like discredit, it, be, it made it such a boring and uh, just like sterile uh, yes. story, you know, yeah. whereas this, it, it, it feels like uh, it gives like just the humor gives you a better feel for the characters and the way that they approach the world. Uh, and, like kind of their mentality with mm-hmm. things and it's 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 looser it's and it's a little bit more freeing and i don't know it makes for it a more enjoyable movie in my opinion even though there were like i said there were some flat jokes but yeah. there's always going to be ones that don't yeah win yeah there's nothing wrong with a movie being not 110 percent perfect right yeah and it, it can't be everything i hope everywhere. so yeah mathematically impossible i i felt like it almost was overly written and underwritten in certain mm. parts. I, I thought that Rose, I love Rose, but I thought that occasionally Rose got uh, the shaft on the writing. And mm. uh, yeah. I like, like to like, like Aaron Sorkin, like quippy esque. Yeah, like... I guess I really just, what I'm talking, it was when she said, Hey, you need to write uh, that, 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 <laughs> that stuck with me in, in, in sort of a, a, but actually uh, internet commenter way. Well, okay. was like, <laughs> Why All right, would you so say some... that when everyone's dying? The, Since we're bringing up Rose, let's talk plot, about Finn and Rose and their adventure. I feel like the plot line that they were involved with was maybe 
the most problematic one for mm-hmm. me of going to the casino planet on the essentially the quest to find the code breaker which they don't even end up talking to uh forgive me if i'm if i'm getting this wrong he was not killed um or anything like that so they could have still made contact with him yeah they were just arrested Um, for jaywalking before yeah they were arrested before they could talk (laughs) to him all right it was for parking on the beach parking on the beach yeah right so, I mean, that's like breaking the Chekhov's gun principle in a way. It's just like, you know, if you've got this code breaker out there and he looked like an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Justin Thoreau. Do something with him, you know, for crying out loud or don't have that be part of the story. I mean, if they wanted to find Benicio Del Toro somewhere else, make that the story. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think that all the Canto Blight stuff was good from for a like character point was like good. a world building was good from a world building point not necessarily the best you know however long it, it was actually short a lot shorter than i remembered because the first time i saw it, like i was like oof this is kind of going there uh but it, it, it was good for a character like having you know finn and rose kind of fail but not very good for him, like a sit, your, your ass in seats style point. But, but yeah. I also though the Canto Blight thing gave me the scene that I that made me like <gasps> like the most of any scene and that was the kid that um, pulled the broom to him yeah. with mm-hmm. the force like sure. that was At the very so end. good like just reminding yeah. like no it's not the last Jedi and, and like the, the force isn't like a thing for just a few certain people right. it's like so well because I think I think people are in my opinion I think people are assuming that Ray's the last Jedi I think Luke I, is the Luke last is the last Jedi. Yes, yeah. and Ray it, it, is something different. Is exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so yeah, I definitely see where people are coming from. I wasn't super. I wasn't as annoyed by the Kanto Blight stuff as some people were. I liked the big animals they uh, right away on. That was great. <laughs> um, I, I I like that we got our our fancy version of Mos Eisley. That was yeah. fun. Um, it was a part of Star Wars we hadn't with seen. a little bit of Cloud City. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, it was a part that we hadn't seen before, so that was cool. It made the world bigger. They haven't really focused on rich people very much. Yes, I did think th- I did think them bringing in the whole like selling to the good guys and the bad guys yeah. like that was an interesting thing to bring up. I don't know if it needed its own whole plot line yeah. in, this, in the movie, but it, it didn't really honestly it didn't really bother me that yeah. much. But I can understand mm. why other people didn't love it. Yeah, I don't I don't blame them. Yeah, I think the the the. It was it was it was two points, and you mentioned them both that were the, the entire payoff for that whole thing to me. And one was like they did have to. I mean, they didn't have to work in this this concept of like people that aren't the the black and the white, the, right. the dark and the light, the people that operate in the middle and profit off of these massive wars and like how that um, you know what the reality of that situation is for a lot of people in mm-hmm. this universe. I thought that was. Uh, one of the more interesting things that has been like really kind of hammered into in in any Star Wars movie, there were a lot of ways to do that. This wasn't necessarily the way that had to have been done, but they did actually have to do uh, something to show the effects of what has been what is what is happening and the effects mm-hmm. of of uh, the resistance in the common person and, and yes. what like what's the that, impact what's it why exactly it what is the impact mm-hmm. and in in is that message being received and is it resonating with yeah. people and and Jin nailed it on the head like that moment at the end with that little boy and he's got his little ring right, and, yep, and yep. like that that is <laughs> I, I thought that it was it was a little hokey that he was force sensitive i didn't think it was that was super necessary yeah. but i i did think that like showing that that is still there and that the resistance isn't this handful of people in a spaceship flying away, but it is like the will of the people to overthrow a corrupt government yeah. in whatever way that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was kind of the payoff for that whole 
uh, side thing, not what happened later with like how that actually yes. turned out right. with Benicio del Toro. <laughs> yeah, just like taking this franchise from paying attention to one family to like maybe the idea that everyone else in the galaxy could maybe be doing good stuff. I don't know. That that could be fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that kind of ties us nicely into the fleet and what ended up happening with them. What do we what do we think about that? Basically, it's Poe and Leia as that's kind of who we missed so far talking about. It's a slow motion car chase. I think <laughs> I think I think Poe is the biggest failure in this entire movie. I yeah. think that from start to finish, Poe makes no right moves. Um, but he looks I good think, doing it. Oh, he looks so I, handsome. There were so many parts about his, his whole, every interaction in this story where I cannot imagine. Like, I understand that you don't have a lot of people in your resistance, but that is a man who should be shot. Like, that is a man who should be murdered. Uh, you know? I mean, that, that is – he's committed mutiny. Yeah. Um, he has directly disobeyed gener- a general's orders uh, in the middle of a firefight to the point where, like, I'm sorry, but did did no no one else did did Leia not have like comms with anyone <laughs> but Poe to the fact where he's like, I'm gonna flip off my radio and the bombers are just gonna continue on because right, that's yeah, the that's last weird. they'd heard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the bombers should yeah, just like, put around. him on the ship that hyperdrived into the <laughs> fleet. <laughs> yeah. I also was very yeah. put off by the way that he like came in like blasting at Holdo's like, dude, like who do you think you are? I like, think it was such an interesting and probably good choice maybe or definitely interesting of like hey let's take the num one of the the number one fan favorite character yes. of the <laughs> yeah. force awakens and make him kind of a misogynist asshole for, for while yeah. being charismatic he's not like he's not cartoonish he's just basically doing normal things that dudes do in a movie but it's like not trusting the female commander yeah. and things like that and yeah. it's like oops that definitely put me on um edge when that happened because i like came into it like completely preparing to like love poe like i like his character in the force awakens is so good yeah um mm-hmm. yeah so that put me a little bit off but but i did like i liked it in the whole those all like oh i like him like I, that made I, me I feel better yeah about i it. wasn't sure that that was earned that felt like one of the reshoots where it's like well everyone's gonna like hate poe yeah. yeah everybody <laughs> hates poe now yeah <laughs> I will also say, Holdo, Holdo was. Uh, she, uh, listen, I love Laura Dern. Yeah. I love her purple hair. <laughs> I thought she was uh, incredibly regal in this movie, uh, and mm-hmm. I love the character. But from from a command perspective, to just leave everybody in the dark about yeah. this plan, well, yeah. especially when you know that you have like this hothead running around trying to uh, like. Like argue with you at every turn. Like how, you got like twelve people there. Yeah. You can't sit everybody down and say like, "Hey, here's what we're gonna do." It was a communication here's, here's breakdown. Yeah. Sure. So really, the was. way that I see that is they did not know that the uh, they had some sort of weird technology to be able to find them. So their assumption was they had a mole. So they definitely didn't oh. want to say anything. And, that makes mm, a lot more sense. Actually, uh, it does make sense. And also, if you take. That works. The movie as almost weirdly as an um, 
uh, unreliable narrator, meaning we are following Poe. So we assume Poe is like the biggest shit in the resistance, (laughs) which in all actuality, I mean, he may be, he probably is, but he he may not be as big of a, like a shit as we think as as far as command structure and things Mm. of that nature. He's a squadron leader. Well, I think he was next. He takes He was definitely second in line until he got demoted though. The fact that he doesn't know who Holdo is, is a little... It's a little suspect, but yeah. Maybe he's maybe it's one of those situations where he's been introduced to her like ten times and he doesn't remember. <laughs> like wow, wow, Poe, what a dick. What a dick. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I think uh, there's ways to explain it, but if 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 all movies that have the plot point of like if you just would have spoken about it, uh, yeah, what didn't exist, we would have. Yeah, we, movies, yeah that's true. A little communication, true. yeah, but yeah. seldom, seldom is that exist. Is that a thing that exists when everyone is trapped in the same damn spaceship yeah. for the whole movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, very true. That is a situation where the presumption of communication yeah. would be kind of necessary. But I, I agree. The the like the mole aspect rings true, and that was like when I was watching it. That was my assumption. Yeah watching it was that oh well they've got a mole in here um so that makes sense yeah and and they probably Mm. should have told a little more than shown on a few things that was probably one of them they could have told on that and not told on the oh there's salt this is made out of salt okay so you (laughs) we we have one second the movie is one second too long you have to choose between the salt take out the salt (laughs) before we move on from the fleet uh you'll recall there's a Part where the command center gets blown oh, up yes. and Akbar and Space Leia get sucked up. R.I.P. Akbar. And it was was that not the moment when you thought, oh, this is yeah. how they yeah. go off the Leia yeah. characters? Yeah. Carrie yeah. Fisher is is no longer with us. But then she enders yeah. game. Well, obviously right not back. the second yeah. time, Mike. <laughs> 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 you, shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't have been thinking I that. I forgot everything the but. second time. <laughs> uh, here's watch it with fresh eyes. Here's a, a, a dirty thing about me. The Leia scene didn't work for me, that's, that's right. and I wanted to so bad. I, that's like it should work for me, but it does. It the just, one with her, the flying, yeah. force, force zooming back. And it's into not the like spaceship. from. Oh, I don't think the force would look. I just the whole thing kind of felt lightly hokey. But I want, I want to believe in it so hard. I felt, I feel wrong. I didn't, I didn't love it either, Tim. Yes. I had a hard I'll time with that. it. I didn't I love really it. And we're all good-looking, smart people. <laughs> The, 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 the reason that I, I did, like, I, I definitely would not go, like, super hard to stand for this scene, but the reason I did, like, I felt like a little nod to that um, quote from Carrie Fisher talking about how she would die, um, like, yeah. co- covered in moonlight, strangled by her own bra or something like that, and, yeah. like, the fact that she's obeyed the moonlight, strangled by her own bra. So that's, like, all I could think of when I saw that scene, so I like that, because I really was just thinking of Carrie Fisher. Yeah. There's a lot to yeah. like about it. Because Carrie Fisher was I cannot believe person. they didn't kill her. I am, I, the fact... Yeah, the I know. Fact that the what only are they gonna do? Jeez. Character in the series whose actor slash actress is not alive is the one. It's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of the few yeah. that lives. I've been thinking about how they're gonna resolve that, and you know they had that. If you listen to the Rogue One episode of this fine show, uh, you'll note that uh, we talked about the the fully CG yeah. human characters, which I didn't think was successful then Mm -hmm. but they will have had three full years to work on it plus who knows how much footage they shot you know Mm -hmm. extra i think maybe maybe they wanted to do something more it's possible they wanted to do something more reverent you know and maybe have a funeral or something of that nature like actually just start with the part yeah Mm. yeah Yeah. i think Um, it's kind of booty for her to die off screen but i don't want anything else to happen Yeah, because the CG. Yeah, no, we we just re- recently rewatched Rogue One, and for some reason, when we saw it in the movie theater. Like, I did not. 
I, I wasn't, it, it didn't feel that bad to me watching it. The second time I'm like, oh yeah, Gra- Grandma Tarkin looks really fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, they should not have done Tarkin it. looks weird as yeah. shit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a nice closed casket at the beginning of the <laughs> episode yeah. nine would yeah. be fine. Uh, I just, I, I think that the way that you handle this is just uh, move the movie a few years in the future. Let the rebellion be back built up. You know, maybe do a little off-handed lines to say like, oh yeah, remember that time we X? Remember that time we Y? You know, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, like you, 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 maybe you're right, Jennifer. You started at her funeral or something like that, and then that's that's how you start the show. Well, isn't this a nice little um, uh, disgusting dive you brought us to? Yeah. So, Mike and Pete, why have you brought us here? Well, we want to talk to you about something specific. You two, you're very skilled practitioners of the podcasting arts. Some would say masters. Yes, podcast masters, and we were wondering, would you be able to maybe... Uh, Throw some of that crazy good voodoo our way? We want to get better at podcasting, so maybe you could help us out. Ah. Okay, I see. Well, before we talk about whatever the hell it is you think we're going to be able to do for you, (laughs) let's eat! Waitress, waitress! Tim, really? Waitress? Sorry, servant. Server! <laughs> Server. Servers, person, whatever. Uh, hey there. Welcome to the Anch to Grishak, home of the 50-credit family fill-up meal. And uh, what'll that be for y'all? Uh, oh, oh, right, the menu. I didn't want to touch the sticky, gross menu, so I haven't looked at it yet. Uh, well, all right, I can tell you our specialties are porg, porg, and... More porg. P- porg? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know those cute little hamster birds from The Last Jedi? Those were so cute. I love them. Well, well you, you will be eating them, you understand. Even better. But uh, porg, that doesn't really sound kosher, does it? Probably not. Eh, fuck it. I'll have a double order of the special. Great. Today's special is a delicate Parmesan-encrusted pork chop cooked to absolute perfection. Sounds wonderful. Great. Hey, boys! Kill another one! (laughs) Fuck! Shit, man. Oh, is there a a problem, folks? Well, I mean, I I understand that animals get their lives so that we can eat it, but... Damn, that sounds so graphic! Yeah, do you really have to kill them so loudly? Like, and only a few steps away from the customers? I I don't know what to tell you, sweetie. It's the reality of a meat-eater's diet. I'll say. Hey, I'm hungry now. Can we start the table off with an order of the porg poppers? <laughs> oh, you bet, Shugs. Hey, boys! Large round of the poppers. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm really sorry about this. I had no idea the atmosphere would put us off this bad. So, anyway, we're here to talk about how you're going to imbue us with your podcasting expertise. No, no, no. I, I, I'm sorry. This really is unacceptable dining experience. I demand to speak with the manager right now. The manager. Oh, you want to speak with the manager? Yes, right now. All right, you got it. Hey. Mr. Manager, there's some uh, prissy Korshkin type out here that wants to talk to you. Uh, this is the the manager. 
said Chewbacca, general manager of the Adirondack Restaurant Group. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I don't think it's a very good environment you've got in here. What with noisily slaughtering our adorable dinner really close to where we're sitting. Now, I don't think you should tear his arms out of their sockets, uh, but no, no, you're, you're absolutely right. You're, you're the boss, Mr. Chewy. Tim, let the Wookiee win. On, on second thought, never mind, Mr. Chewbacca. We, we like hearing the terrified screams of our dinner. The boss says he's glad we could come to a swift resolution to your complaint and would like to personally wait on your table this evening. What would you like to order? Um, how's, how's the salad, salad here? here? Okay, so we have user questions, and I know we're running a bit long, but uh, I think we expect that Star with this Wars. It's movie. an easy movie to talk about for 10 hours. Yeah. 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 No kidding. Well, the, these Star Wars episodes we always a million things. We <laughs> I feel like we didn't hit anything. We didn't even talk about like, yeah, I the feel like we talked about two happened. things. Yeah, we I'm sorry. barely spoke about Ray. <laughs> well, maybe the, like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. No, it's no, fine. No, no, it's just, it's, there's a lot to talk about. It's not your fault. It's yeah. just such a, a fun movie it's a to talk movie. about. Yeah. yeah. Maybe by course. going into our listener questions, yeah. we'll actually get uh, get some yeah. of those other points mm-hmm. in. So Totally. I've got them here. So we've got at Matthew M. Morris, how many porgs are an appropriate amount to cook for Thanksgiving dinner? Should everyone get their own porg, and how should you cook them? This is not his. This is well, one we have a perspective problem because we only saw Chewy oh, holding okay. them, and his hands are huge, oh. so we don't really know how big a. It does seem is. like a Cornish hen situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it does seem yeah. like a Cornish hen. Half. I a feel porg. like everybody needs their own, right? Like yeah. one per. Uh, I'm going half because you, you, you know spatch cock them and then cut them yeah. cut them in half. Because come on, you know at Thanksgiving you get too many of them sides. I don't feel like those porks look like they have that much meat on them. They're mostly head. I no no I <laughs> I agree but also disagree because when they showed the pork cooked it looked like a cartoon video game chicken. Yes, yeah. I want to see this pork right. skeletal structure. Yeah, I need to understand. I don't know how what this is going worked. on. Or maybe maybe we didn't know. Maybe Chewbacca was eating rotisserie chicken from the the star market. Uh, or whatever, uh, whatever your local that's a very grocery is. Yeah. Uh, insert local forever wherever this is downloaded. Insert their local grocery store. Schnucks. Says, Schnucks. <laughs> food lion. God, that's gonna be Public. hard. Uh, we're gonna be editing uh, forever. But the <laughs> but porgs are vegan, so they're like don't eat meat. No, I, th- I say half, half a pork. Yeah. And you said spatchcock, okay. Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> Just look at him and see. I think that's a good definitive answer. Yeah. Right. Like how porgs kind of do. I feel like they're about seventy five percent tryptophan. So I feel like you'd be in a food coma after you eat one, though. Okay. Like, regardless yeah. of how much you eat. Uh, yeah, they're dangerous to eat. That's a good yeah. point. Okay. That's so next true. question while operating heavy machinery comes from Courtney Brooke Davis at Courtney Davis. Her question is: Who do you ship and why? Didn't we already say that we're not shippers here, or is any? Are well, any oh, I, well, I'm a huge shipper. Well, oh, well, really. you take that back. Um, I'm just not deep into Star Wars like fandom. I haven't really okay. read like fix for it, but I, I do think that Poe and, and Finn are really cute together. You know, I was disappointed that that didn't go anywhere this time. I, they're, I, they're too, now Poe's looking they're at They're cowards. They're never, they'll on. never do it. I, I, not like Ryan Johnson, but like, the, like the the film industry in general is cowards. So we, we won't see. I thought actually, I really thought they were gonna have. Um, I, I was disappointed that it was Rose's sister. I thought it was going to be her girlfriend, and that would have been really nice, mm-hmm. but they didn't do that. Hmm. Honestly, when I was watching it the first time, I really, really hardcore started shipping uh, Leia and Holdo. Yeah, man, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen that one much on the internet. There's a really cute 
fan art that I retweeted, I think, of them. Like, oh, gosh, it's been, like, several weeks back now. Yeah. There's some good fan art of them. Very cute. Oh, yeah. I think everyone's so broken in this that it's kind of hard to, like... Yeah, um, I ship them all with therapy. They gotta go yeah. to therapy. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I embarrassingly like Kylo Ren, but I don't think we he's ready Kylo for a We have Kylo Ren in our home. Yeah, he's I on think the, he's on the Christmas tree. He's on the Christmas tree right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, I take a I take a hands-off approach to, to the shipping industry uh, with respect <laughs> to Star Wars. I will say that it is strange that the, the, like, the it feels to me like the central port in that industry is, is entirely through Finn. Because, yes. like... From a from a clinical perspective of this movie, they teased every possible relationship. Yes. Like Ray was consistently asking about Finn. Finn was consistently worried about Ray. Uh, Poe and Finn interacted in like really heavy handed ways at times. Yes. And then it was the then Rose was created just as another love interest for Finn. And Finn did really not a whole lot in this movie aside from like. Everyone pining over at everybody. Yeah. And, and are we saying that um, Captain Phasma was the jilted Finn lover previously? Or? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh, my yeah. God. We didn't even talk about that. Phasma. She, <laughs> she was good. Yeah. When I'm we a no Christie lover, like, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Yeah, Do we think great. she's dead? No. She no, better not be. She totally. seems super she fell dead. Into an expanding cloud of exploding really gas. I really want her to be alive, though. She's going to get that was enough to kill the Emperor, it's enough to kill Phasma. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, she had a little hole in her stormtrooper outfit, so all of that Damn steam it. and stuff got in. <laughs> She's going to have an eye patch next movie. She's alive great. in my heart. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yar, I'm Captain like, Phasma. bones broken, but... Man, I want, man, I want <laughs> Phasma for my desk now. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew M. Morris has another question for us. <laughs> all right, here it goes. I'm going to read it exactly as written. Okay, oh let, let's say I'm a porg farmer growing me some porgs. It's porg harvesting season, and I got a good crop of plum-ass porgs. I'm having a porgus board for the family. How do I celebrate these good-ass <laughs> porgs to celebrate porgmas with my beloved family of also porg farmers? So he's porgs. He's a porg farmer. Wait, that's growing is he a, porg. a porg slave trader? Well, he's a porg himself. I feel like porgs are going to be involved. He's a porg himself, and he's growing porgs to eat. He's a porg. Oh, that's messed up. That's messed up. That's fucked up. I'm going to the space cops. Yeah, yeah you're I, going to jail. No, I would take space an exception cannibalism, to that. guys. No way. No I, I, way. I refuse to answer this question for, on a moral ground. They need one of those tofu porgs. I kind of bonded with the character that Matthew painted. I feel like he would use every part of the porg, so I feel like all the decorations would be like little porg, like skeletons and yeah, definitely. Pork pelts, like fucking quilted porg pelts everywhere and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like in, in like maybe like made a make a rug out of all their pelts, like on, oh, on the floor. Oh yeah, it'd be all this. heads. It's so they're so small oh, there'd be man. heads around the entire <laughs> perimeter. Yes, I don't. Use the porg blubber for their lamps. <laughs> yes. and, uh, oh, yeah, gotta keep them burning. Very respectful. <laughs> oh, Matthew, you're so weird. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be back on the show keep at some coming. point. So. <laughs> yeah, I know he's going to be in space jail Yeah, yeah. For, for doing this. Uh, space jail. All right. Um, uh, we have one last question. It's from John Caulfield at Nudzer. How did you feel about the humor? I enjoyed most of it, but felt some of it oh, came straight out of Spaceballs. I think we already covered this one. Yeah. I, I think that listen seems to, to the be the fucking yeah. episode, John. John. <laughs> yeah, pay attention. Just fucking listen for a second. Uh, <laughs> down to the Spaceballs reference and all. 
All right. So, but to summarize, we like. Yeah, I think is, overall liked it with a few here and there. Being even like, if yeah. we gave the side eye, we're like, all right, I didn't ruin it, and and we wouldn't bring it up at, at a party. No, they didn't jam the radar. I guess that's that's my only complaint. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, BB-8 fucked up his hat, his hair, boy. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh right? uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love a BB-8. What a good boy. I love yeah. him so much. And apparently they revealed that BB-8 is the one that said, I have a bad feeling about this at the beginning, um, which I think is a little bit of a oh. cheat, but I think that's a, it's a little cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they put it in the subtitles on the DVD, it works for me. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Blu-ray. We don't do DVDs. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now we've Digital covered download. all the questions. Uh, we have. You didn't. You didn't ask the kosher question. I was ready for the kosher. I question. know. I thought that was what Matthew would ask. But we but answered that one too. He didn't. Sorry. Oh, oh man. Oh no. I I can. I had a definitive answer for that. Okay, what's your definitive they, answer? They would not. They would not be kosher because they're fish eating birds. Oh damn. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> or a fish eating mammal. Either way, mammals are uh, fish eating mammals would not be kosher either. So there we go. And it had a cloven hoof. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Wait, that might not be right. That might not be right. <laughs> okay. I may be misremembering. All right. I hate, so any I last hate thinking about that. <laughs> before we break for the verdict. There was actually one thing. There, there was one thing that hit me really hard in the theater that I haven't really seen anyone screaming about. And it may be because I haven't been, like, trooping the deep web quite as hard as I need to be. <laughs> um, it's That's probably it. But mm-hmm. when I was sitting there um, and I saw sort of, like, the fleets and sort of, like, the slow speed chase scene... Um, and, like, a lot of interpersonal, like, on the deck of a ship kind of stuff. I got a very hard Star Trek vibe. So it made me – it was fun seeing, like, these two camps because the new re- Star Trek reboot has a lot more, like, big blasters, bam, 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 type of stuff. And now we're moving Star Wars into more of this interpersonal, on deck of a ship, slow speed chasing. Well, and and the, the fact that they're, they're – during some Star Wars fights, there's like no sound in space unless there's like an orchestra thing mm-hmm. at all because <laughs> it's more science based and like the yeah. whole it's hyperspace space. jump that there's no sound for like, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds that are very noticeable in the theater in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more of like covert. Let's sneak in. Let's dismantle this tech. It's it's a lot less um, big blaster like resolutions. So I thought that was an interesting sort of um, also having a two and a half hour long movie where you don't really accomplish, like you don't get like a big win. Also feels a little more trekky to me. Yes, uh, I can totally see that. Yes, yeah, so I just thought that was really interesting. If you can aim a ship at a fleet, go to hyperspace and destroy the whole fleet. Why isn't that just in the yeah, playbook? That, that definitely should have been discovered before. <laughs> And and if this is the first time, the horrifying new future of space <laughs> uh, battles is that this will always be on yeah. everybody's yeah. mind yeah. that this they is a thing you can do. Drive that ship, or just like have like, or, or like remote like steer it or whatever. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. yeah. hyperdrive droids that basically. Just yeah. This was that. not. This was not. And this was not the only vehicle that they had. That was the thing that bothered me. It's like they lost several ships. Like and everybody piled in to the one main ship and they just kept losing ships over this slow speed oh. chase. It's like, if you had this as an option, why did you do that yeah. earlier? The vice admiral, her plan was a mystery even to her, <laughs> yeah. I guess. I don't know. Oh, I'll use this moment to say, if you are interested in like space battle, like the intricacies of it and like also like d- diplomacy and like 
big things like you should watch the anime legends of the galactic heroes <laughs> that's like literally what it is it's like big space battles like for like a hundred and something episodes so if, hmm. if you want to get more into that go find it it's really old you you cannot find it anywhere i don't think hmm. legally <laughs> yeah i think there's been some fun uh speculation about about the hyperspace kamikaze move. Uh, uh, it, again, this might be a little bit of the internet going too deep, and maybe if the movie would have told us just a little bit, we wouldn't have to you know, chase our tails trying to find fun answers. There are some fun answers on the net. Uh, yeah, I think, I think the top-level idea, though, of like, that was way too successful. <laughs> <laughs> if they would have just broke the main ship, that you know that would have worked for me. The fact that they broke the other star destroyers, uh, that was a little bit that was like dope as hell to watch. Yes, but uh, yeah, it looked yeah. Great. After my my horniness came down a little bit, it was like, wait a second, <laughs> this is a little weird. Yeah, that's one of those moments where it absolutely like in the theater in the moment, like once you realize what's happening, it's like oh shit, and and like visually, it was amazing to see yeah uh but then like yeah as you think about it a little bit longer uh especially if you kind of have a vague understanding of how they've explained hyperspace to work in that like world it has some problems mm -hmm. <laughs> those of you who rewatched the movie how did it seem upon seeing it the second time since the shock value clearly was not going to be there it felt strange the way it was edited the second time i saw it because uh holdo waits a little bit longer than felt natural um maybe maybe that's just because this is something that is not done maybe it's like a war crime maybe it's <laughs> no one thought thought of doing it before i don't know she can't get in trouble she's dead yeah <laughs> so I don't, I don't i don't know it's it was definitely cool uh but it, it was obviously less shocking it, it was just as impactful I think it is time for us to break, and then when we come back, we'll do the verdict. Welcome back, everybody. Now is the moment that you've all been waiting for. We are going to decide if Star Wars The Last Jedi is sacred. May Bovinus Sanctorum be with you. Or if it should be put out to pasture. Misa thinking Bovinus Excommunicado. We decide if, it, if it's sacred or not, if it holds up or not. So who amongst our guests would like to go first? Volunteers, please. Who's the brave one? I'll go. Okay. Uh, I think it's sacred. I love it. I Whoa. think it's good. Brave. Yeah. Uh, I also think it's sacred. I think, uh, as I uh, alluded to earlier in the move in the uh, 20, mid to late 20s, I don't know what we call the year 2000s, the year 2000s, yeah. uh, with everything being so cookie cutter and um, on brand, the fact that it was sort of rough around the edges in the right way made a lot of the somewhat negative parts of the movie not affect me. While I kind of felt that so much of the movie just custom worked it was a rip-roaring good time to boot. I thought it was probably, it's not my favorite Star War, but I think it might be the best Star War. Wow. Hmm. Ooh. Dang. Adam Array. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking follow the crowd, man. I think it's sacred. I loved it. It, it was f still fun to watch. Like It was a two-and-a-half-hour movie, but I still loved sitting there for the two-and-a-half hours, <laughs> regardless of like any quabbles that I want to be like dumb judgmental about it it's still a fun movie that i want to see and i want to yell at my friends about I, yeah. I, I like it we'll would watch again adam um 
so I have I have a lot of uh, issues when I think about things in this movie. Um, I have a lot of problems with uh, things that just don't make sense, not just from a character choice perspective, but sometimes from a the way that the that the, that the filmmakers chose to move forward in this film, like from beat to beat, don't always make a lot of sense to me. Um, and so when I'm not when I'm not in in the moment, like watching the movie, uh, it, it 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 very different in my brain the things that I think about uh, with respect to this film. Uh, that being said, uh, it is my my favorite Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, after I've watched it a couple of times and. Um, despite all of those uh, inconsistencies and things that probably I wouldn't have done or I would have done differently, um, I, it, it it tells a story differently than the other stories that have been told. Um, it makes me excited about uh, not just the next movie, uh, but let's go ahead and just fast forward right to these Ryan Johnson like, <laughs> yeah. spinoff oh, yeah. movies immediately. Totally. These yeah. Ryan Johnson should, I mean, shit, give this man the next one. He like, JJ doesn't need it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, JJ's busy. Let him just keep doing Star Trek. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I, I, I loved it. Um, yeah, so, uh, it, it doesn't, there's not much more to say about it. Besides, say it was sacred. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it, yeah, it was, it was sacred. And we never even talked about the cave scene, which was probably my favorite scene. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the little cave God. of mirrors scene was probably oh, my favorite God. scene in the entire fucking movie. Um, and we, oh, and we, we did talk about that. Mike, Sorry. I have to say, did, did that scene make you think of the, the Ray, Ray from Evangelion? Like, who am yes. I? What am I? That's exactly yeah. what I thought of yeah. when I saw it. I'm like, shit. Like, does, <laughs> huh, is Ryan huh. Johnson an Evangelion yeah. fan? You know he's, he's seen probably that. seen <laughs> You know he's got it. Yeah. Like, that is, like, so exactly like that. I, I would really have a hard time thinking that he's not seen Evangelion after that scene, actually. No, definitely. Like, one of the best parts about this movie uh, broadly is like Ryan Johnson wears his influences on his sleeves. Yeah. So I definitely feel like that could be true. Ryan Johnson is is responsible for uh for two of my favorite uh Breaking Bad oh, episodes. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh so like cuz he uh he directed uh the uh, he Fly, yes. which was which is the, probably like, the best, the best yeah. bottle episode that I think I've ever seen in a drama and Ozymandias, <laughs> yeah. which oh, is the best episode of Breaking Bad, yeah. hands down. So all I just so. say, give him more movies, please, and I'll yeah. give him every movie. Yeah. Looper yeah. was pretty damn good, good too. I, I love yeah. Looper. Brothers Bloom, he's very good. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one. I watched Brick, Brick way too young, so I didn't <laughs> get it. It's like, what the fuck? Why are these kids talking this way? Oh, <laughs> all right. We still have Pete and myself oh. to go through. So Pete, well, Mike, Mike, do you want to be? Do you want to be the first not sacred vote, or should I? I think you're making an assumption here, buddy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But why don't you go ahead, Mike? We'd love to hear from you. This this is sacred. This is absolutely sacred. I I loved it uh, the first time I saw it, and I was just like, what's going on here? Trying to figure it out, because that's kind of how my brain works. And then like the second time, I was like, I get it. I get it. Click, 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 click. And uh, and definitely, that was uh, that was the time that I, I noticed uh, so many more things. At, and to Jennifer's point, that was the time that I, I said, "Yeah, that's totally Ray from Evangelion." But oh my God. Uh, <laughs> man, I just the, it's well constructed. Uh, Adam is right; there are some problems with it, and that's that's totally fine. But um, I don't think a movie has to be perfect to be great. It just has to fulfill the function that it was trying to do, and this did that with aplomb 
you know I, mm-hmm. it, it's a good movie go see it again if you can all right pete that leaves it to you no i'm i was just kidding this movie is definitely sacred i mean i tend to with all of things that i like uh focus on negative <laughs> things when yeah. i think back on them I think the big problem with this movie is probably um, some of the the sequential storytelling choices, uh, but definitely does not hamper the fact that the movie is very entertaining. Definitely some laugh out loud moments. Uh, furthers the storyline and the character development in very meaningful ways, and was just a heck of a lot of fun to watch. So it's definitely sacred. And I mean, but you know, come on, I called the prequel sacred too in a back episode. There it is, sacred all around. Uh, We'll be right back with our closing thoughts. And we're back. Thank you, Adam, Ray, Tim, and Jennifer for coming on our show. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Yes, we really appreciate the excellent conversation and good Yeah, I wish uh, we could have done this for another five hours, but I'm personally hungry and I have heartburn. Um, (laughs) So you gotta deal. You gotta oh, deal. I gotta with deal with both those. I'm glad that it, at long last, uh, everyone in the universe is in agreement and unanimous about this being a great movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because what I found here is uh, focus testing has dis- has displayed. I'm looking at the results. The numbers are in, and uh, yep, 100 approval rating yeah. of this movie, and that's just great that this dark period of internet. <laughs> Uh, bloviating is behind mm-hmm. us. I'm calling I, I Tumblr like... and Rotten Tomatoes right now, and I'm going to tell them because the numbers are in and they need to know. Before we go, can all of you give us your uh, places you want to be contacted on the Twitterverse or whatever? I'm at Tim Lanning. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Jennifer Cheek. Adam. You can find me on Twitter at the Adam Bash. Right. And uh, you can find yeah yeah no, you can find me at, uh, on Twitter at mr and ladylike or like I don't know mail me. All right. Uh, Pete, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, you could try to Twitter me. I'm not tweet. Not what the fuck am I? I am no tweet Pete at not underscore wheat underscore Pete. Great so choice. Why don't you just give it's that a whirl? That's a good Twitter handle. Just give me a headache. That's a good one. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at White Morph. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Sacred Cows Pod. Uh, we'll gladly take your comments, questions, concerns, or criticisms there. Um, but not about this movie because it is 100% unanimously loved yep. by everyone in the yeah. world now. Everyone so, liked yay. it. Don't at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we won the internet. And we are a representative sample. Yeah. We will, however, take your uh, five-star Apple podcast reviews. Uh, everybody that gives a review, we love you. You know, But those five-star ones are extra special to us. If you want to bash us, you know, do that in the text, but five stars on the review. Otherwise, we don't <laughs> even read them you know, if you're bashing. Why mm-hmm. not? And uh, we also have an email box if you want to suggest like a show that you want us to do, talk about a movie or, or if you have a script or something, it's sacredcows at heroeoftheweb.com or sacredcows at heroofftheweb.com. It's not as confusing <laughs> as Pete's uh, Twitter handle, but, you know, it's fun. <laughs> and that's all I've got. Well, once again, we are very glad to have you, Adam, Ray, Tim, and Jennifer. And thank you Yay. for elevating our show. Thank you very much. May the Schwartz be with you. (laughs) All right. Good night, everybody. Sacred Cows Tonight is a production of Sacred Cows Tonight. Executive producers, Mike and Pete. All sketches were performed by Tim Lanning, Jennifer Cheek, Michaela Ray, Adam Bash, Mike, and Pete, and were edited and produced by Pete. The sketch Porkus Board was written by Pete and Adam Bash. The sketch Force Switchboard was written by Pete, Mike, and Michaela Ray. 
Main portions of the episode are edited by Eli Ramsey. Want to contribute your sketch to Sacred Cows tonight? Email us your script or proposal to sacredcows at heroeoftheweb.com. That's sacredcows at heroeoftheweb.com. Moo.